everyone, welcome to Studio RC, an encouragement for your faith as well as your recovery. My name is Pastor Max. I am an alcoholic and want to encourage you uh, through this podcast. And we're so glad that you're here. We're going to start examining the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit is a, just gives us a lot of examples and the, the, the fruit itself very much correlates to many of the things that we seek and hope to find in our recovery. So each week we'll look at a different fruit. We'll begin with an overview and then take on each fruit each week. This beginning will be the same each week and then we'll go right into the fruit that we're going to examine. And this will take us multiple weeks over the next month and a half or so uh, as we examine the fruit each week. Let me start out with the scripture. The fruit of the Spirit comes from the Bible verse verses from Galatians 5, 22 to 23. Now let me read these to you, and this is where we get the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, now, forbearance is also known as patience or long-suffering, but in the NIV it says forbearance. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there are no law. There is no law. Let me read that one more time, and this is, comes from Galatians 5. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. And uh, this was written in a letter by Paul to the Galatians. And he was, in this uh, letter, he was talking about freedom and the freedom that comes from knowing Jesus. What's very interesting about the fruit of the Spirit is these items are things we need to be produced in us to come out of us. We talk about so often, you know, in step one about being powerless, and then we have a higher power, God, who comes in and fills that, that void of powerlessness. That, that same relationship is how the fruit of the Spirit gets produced in us. We need the Spirit to produce these fruit so that we can truly extend them to others. When we have things like love, joy, and peace, they're not things that we've created. They're things that the, the Spirit has created in us and goes through us, which I think is very interesting. I think we sometimes really try to take these on ourselves. So without further ado, we're going to do a timer just like we did in our previous uh, RC Values uh, series. And that seemed to work really well. And we'll, we'll, we'll get each week. Um, I'll have 12 minutes to talk about the particular fruit of that particular week and how it coordinates both with our faith and recovery. And with that, we'll go to our next installment of our looks at the fruit of the spirit for Studio RC. The next fruit, um, of the spirit is patience, or it's listed as forbearance as we understand it as patience. Before we get into it, I want to remind you in regards to all of the fruit of the spirit, the apostle Paul believed that as long as, as we were serving ourselves, like focusing on self, 
we weren't set free. And I, I, Paul reminds us that we were created for freedom. And that's, that's where these fruit come in. Um, that we have been set free, not from something, but for something. To live, to serve, to transform the world. And that's, that's where these fruit come in. We were set free to live, live the, you know, a robust life, to serve others, to, to transform the world, to, to carry this message to others, um, to carry the message to alcoholics and, and at drug addicts that there is hope, that there is freedom. Um, and I just, I want you to remember that the whole reason that we desire any of these fruit of the Spirit is so that we can experience that freedom. Um, again, that freedom to live, serve, and transform the world. That's why we want and desire these fruits. So this week, we're going to look at patience. And so I don't know if patience means I slowly, patiently put up the 12 minutes. But that's what I was going to do. Anyways, I have a hard time going slow, but let's put those 12 minutes up there and jump in. I once uh, read an article that a preacher said, and I love these words, patience is a virtue and a virtue can't hurt you. I love that. You know, I've often heard patience is a virtue, uh, but I've never heard the, the second line is, and a virtue can't hurt you. Waiting's not easy. But the truth is it, it births something in us that is incredibly and astonishingly beautiful, and that thing is patience. It invites us to, to trust Jesus and, and God's impeccable timing with our thoughts, our time, our relationships, our, our resources. It reminds us that we can't make anything happen on our own. We sometimes just have to sit. The, the truth is patience equals trust. We need to trust God. And that patience is developed. The joke is don't pray for patience. That's not, you know, and God will give it to you. Um, we can't develop patience any other way than by waiting. Patience, uh, it takes time and, um, I, we, we once made this sort of pun that patience has a lot of weight, W-A-I-T, uh, but it also has a lot of, of weight in our life. But patience has a lot of weight. Um, it's hard to have patience without that. Um, in some of the translations of, of the Bible in regards to the, the fruit of the Spirit, it uses the word forbearance for patience, which it has a deeper meaning. It's, it's probably not a word that we're as familiar with, but forbearance, uh, it, it includes self-control, restraint, tolerance, implying that we have a choice about how we respond to God and others in our time of waiting. Um, so it, it, it's, it seems it, it has richer meaning than simply patience, forbearance. Um, patience is a gift 
that helps us develop restraint. Patience helps us develop restraint. It tells us in uh, the book, you know, restraint of tongue and pen. But we have to have patience in order to develop that restraint. Um, one of the things that's true, and when we give in to impatience, giving in to our impatience can feel good at the moment. Like, I'm not going to wait. I'm, I'm just going to do it now. I'm going to make this happen. And the hard part is it often sends us spiraling down into frustration, into maybe bitterness or anger. But we certainly aren't living in the spirit, uh, the fruit of that spirit of patience when we when we try to force something to happen, even though it's like at the time you're like, yeah, all right, good job. I'm going to make this thing happen and we make it happen. And then <laughs> afterwards we're like, uh, mm. you know, I kind of tried to force that. The King James version of the Bible calls it long suffering. Woo! <laughs> I mean, like it's in the words there, long suffering. I prefer patience, even a little forbearance. Long suffering doesn't sound fun to me, um, but that's that was the King James version. Um, the English Standard Version says forbearance, um, and a lot of the other uh, Bible verses say patience. Walking in the Spirit, um, we are to forbear, carry one another in love, to show patience to those in the world as well as the body of Christ. We're called to show patience, to extend grace. So what is long-suffering? I mean, what does it really look like? The, the word long-suffering in the Greek is makrothuma, makrothuma. And again, it means forbearance or fortitude, another new word that we're kind of bringing in. The hard part is, as we look at all these words, each of the words kind of help define the other words, which um, doesn't always bring about clarity. But fortitude comes in, in addition to that patience and that forbearance. Um, Paul writes in Colossians 1.11, uh, May you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. Patience and joy, two fruit of the Spirit, two things that are connected. That's the ESV version. We're strengthened by him to joyfully endure life's journey, even though sometimes it will be challenging, even though sometimes it won't necessarily be fun. Long-suffering describes how the life of a believer should look and is usually paired with other spiritual fruit, fruit like kindness, meekness, even we said joy just a moment ago. Long-suffering involves waiting. It usually remains, usually means that relief is not in sight. Um, that can be challenging, especially in our world, in our microwave world where we want everything instantly, everything right away, long suffering. Patience isn't something many of us want to develop, and we certainly don't want to be forced to develop it. <coughs> long suffering expects us to remain patient, even with people who bring out the worst in us. As our brothers and sisters are growing and changing, we're expected to be patient with them. 
someone who shows frustration and pettiness toward others um, quickly is not displaying long suffering. And I, I can't help but think of, you know, sometimes uh, in the rooms of recovery, they talk about a pigeon. And a pigeon is, is somebody who um, is a newcomer, they sometimes refer to as, because, you know, they make a lot of noise, they flap their wings, they, they go to the bathroom all over the place, and all this chaos. But even in that, as people with any amount of recovery, we're to extend them grace and patience and long-suffering. And, and so often, our patience with the newcomer, who can sometimes drive us crazy, is often rewarded when they experience growth in their recovery, when they experience a spiritual awakening, that patience is rewarded. Uh, but also patience in our own life with some of the things. Um, one of the, the aspects of forbearance is uh, it's a delay repayment of debt. So patience, we're delaying to, to get even. Um, we're abstaining or holding back. We're showing self-control. Um, God shows forbearance in that God holds back his judgment that the world deserves or we as individuals deserves. God shows mercy and kindness and long-suffering in delaying God's rightful judgment on us and our sinful behavior. He gives us grace. Um, forbearance, patience is a quality that God holds in high regard. That's one of the, the beautiful things about all the, the fruit of the Spirit. They are a very part of the character of God, and patience is, is no difference. Whether it manifests itself for God as patience or endurance or even gentleness or tolerance, moderation, forbearance. It's all woven throughout the Bible. And the, the scripture often tells us to wait on the Lord. In the Psalms, it tells us the in Proverbs, Corinthians, and Isaiah. It could be that God requires us to wait upon him in order to help us develop that forbearance and patience. When we've learned to wait upon the Lord, we find it easier to forbear with our our fellow brothers and sisters and travelers on this as we trudge the road of happy destiny. So that as we have that, that, that patience that's built into us, we can then extend that patience to others. What a beautiful picture that is. And patience, I mean, I guess the, de the, the one of the definitions, definitions of patience is the ability to endure for a long time, the kind of suffering and opposition that may come our way. So endure and suffering opposition. Long suffering. The ability to put up with weakness and foibles of others. Sometimes we need to have patience with others. New in recovery, new in faith. Um, but just know that that is a quality patience that God has demonstrated again and again. We see it in the scripture play out. Um, 
slow to anger is the character of God, even though I think sometimes people position God as this angry God. But the the truth is that the Bible is this long story of God's patience over many centuries, over many generations um, with the Israelites, and then with us and the world that God's made. God shows patience. The prophet Isaiah told the Israelites how God had borne their sins, like a burden that he had to carry. In fact, he says he had he had carried Israel himself from cradle to the grave. And actually, the word in the Old Testament, which loosely translates as to forgive, is the word to bury, to, to bear or to carry. And that's to say when God forgives, it becomes it's because he chooses to bear our sins himself which is exactly what Jesus does. He, they have patience and says, I'm going to carry this for you. I have the patience to carry your sin, to bear your sins. The New Testament goes on to speak about the patience of Jesus as he bore our injustices on the cross. And this is what it says in 1 Peter uh, chapter 2, and this is verses 21 through 25. This shows the picture of Jesus to this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins, carried us, carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and therefore live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. The patience of enduring suffering is clear in the Bible that God's people will suffer. It shows us through, you know, throughout the, the scriptures, it shows us with Jesus, it shows us with Paul again, again. it shows us with the martyrs, that there we will need to endure suffering. It will require patience. We'll also need to remember that patience means forbearance with others, that bear with other people. When we choose to, to bear with other people, to, to carry burdens, to go walk along with them in their journey, rather than cutting them off when they annoy us, um, or even worse, it's a choice to forgive someone rather than hold a grudge. It means choosing to overlook something that was hurtful or unkind rather than picking a fight or getting even. That's what it looks like. And so we want to have that patience. Patience with God, patience with others. And the truth is, it's not natural. When we have patience with God, we start to see things from God's perspective. When we have patience with others, we see how others feel. And that's not natural for us. But we want to experience that patience. I'm going to ask you to be patient because I know that we've gone over our 12 minutes again. These fruit of the Spirit have such good stuff. Maybe next time I'll add 14 minutes or 15. But today we had 12. I'm still going to give you a couple things. The, the, the recovery literature talks about patience. And then I want to end with just this beautiful story of both freedom and patience. But it tells us in uh, the big book, patience and good temper 
are most necessary. We have begun to learn tolerance, patience, and goodwill toward all men, even our enemies, for we look for them as sick people. Again, it says this, it's the, that concept of forbearance, bearing others, bearing with others. Um, could we foresee that troublesome people were to become our principal teachers of patience and tolerance? <laughs> troublesome people could be our principal teachers, our primary teachers of patience and tolerance. So if you have one of those extra grace required people in your life, God may have positioned them in your life for that very reason. Um, it tells us in the step book, we've repeatedly strained the patience of our best friends to a snapping point and brought out the very worst in those who didn't think much of us to begin with. We've strained the patience of others. And so we're trying to not do that. We realize some men are thoroughly bad intention, and then no amount of patience will make any difference. And I think that also goes very much with um, anything in regards to abuse and those, those kind of things, that, that that's uh, a different category. We ask God to help us show them the same tolerance, pity, and patience that we would cheerfully grant a sick friend. Because what person would, you know, treat a sick friend, you know, poorly? We're to have that same patience and to look on others as sometimes being sick. And then the final two. So we clean house with the family, asking each morning in meditation that our Creator show us the way of patience, tolerance, kindliness, and love. And then it says patience, tolerance, understanding, and love are the watchwords. So um, that's that shows patience in a in a, a nutshell. And I want to just close with um, a prayer. It's called the, the patience prayer. And, um, and just listen to these words as I pray them over us. Um, Jesus, you are the example of patience. You endured so much for us on the cross. Thank you for all that you gave. We want to learn from you. Help us to see as you see. To stand where you are, no matter what our circumstances are today. We are especially, uh, we pray especially for those suffering persecution and hardship for their faith. Help them persevere and teach us to do the same in our daily lives, to depend on you and to look what, to look to you when it is hard. And just remember, patience is a virtue and a virtue it can't hurt you. So let us continue to grow in patience, both with God, with others, and let God teach us that lesson of patience. So that concludes our, our thoughts today uh, on this week's installment of Studio RC. And uh, we just encourage you, as we always do, our call to action is to like, like uh, the video of the podcast, share the video, subscribe, um, and to just interact with it, leave a comment. Uh, all those things are great, and we appreciate that. And and we just want to get the word out, um, especially as we, we're going through the fruit of the Spirit. I think this is a message that some people really may need to hear. So remember Recovery Church, 12 steps, one goal. God bless. 
and we'll see you next time. Thank you.